Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Adjacent... You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. What do you think our chances are here of this being good? This podcast? <sighs> I don't I don't want to be like that not humble dude and just say, oh, 100%, we're going to hit on everything. But you are that but- not humble dude. Depending on who you ask, I think we have a 93.7% shot at this being successful. Okay, that's pretty good. I think that. What is successful? What is successful? I think, well, Tony, that's a great question. Uh, That's why, you know, Tony, Tony, people sleep on Tony's interviewing skills. Um, (laughs) Success is defined as what we make it. So my definition of success might be different than Jason's. So for me, it's. One, if people listen to this podcast, two, you know, if people continue to return next week, that'll, that'll show me like one, who's rocking with us, but two, that shows like a growth from week to week. So that defines success. And three, if at the end of the podcast, we say, you know what, we put our best foot forward on a product and we feel like we're doing what's best for our business, Sports Adjacent LLC, that's success. I don't care what other people think. I don't care about the outside noise. I don't care about none of that. It's us. We all we got. Russ is a businessman. Russ, uh, Listen, my, my in, the words, in the words of Jay-Z, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Okay, but he actually is. We're not. <laughs> not yet. He, had to, he used to sell Jason crack. Jason and Russ. He sold crack. We're not doing that. So okay, we at so least we're start. Ahead. We're at least all starting. Right. Yes, we're go. starting ahead. By, okay. by, podcast, by podcast definition, this is our version of selling crack. This is, all right. This well, is you have been eavesdropping on the first episode of the Sports Adjacent <laughs> podcast. I'm Jason Leisure with, with Russell Dorsey. And what uh, is good? That very credible, uh, just rich voice you're also hearing besides me and Russ is our producer, Tony Gill, who we're very happy to have. Uh, This is our first shot at this. And I don't know, Russ, I think people are not going to love it at first, but they'll learn to love it. How about that? No, I don't rock with that. No, 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 no. We're coming into the shows or things like that, that you did not like at first. And then you got like three episodes and you're like, wait a minute. I actually love this show. See, I can't think like that though. Like we have one of the, for everybody out there is, for me, we have three individual 
brands that we're bringing together and have this brand conglomerate now known as sports adjacent, the sports adjacent pod. So I bring a segment of people and, and my demo and my brand of people to the table. You, Jason Leisure, Bears be reporter for the Chicago Sometimes. You're bringing a demo by yourself. You're bringing a group of people over. And then Tony bringing his group of people over, the people who want to get into the hot takes and the foolishness. Like, those <laughs> people are coming to the pod, too. So, nah, man, like, I, I think people are coming into this, like, really excited for what we're about to do. And I'm I know excited for it. We are very excited about it. And we've been, Russ, how long has this been in the works? Like, uh, this, this has been months. several months, months this is last worst, year yeah. that we were talking about this. Yeah. This is something we really wanted to do. And the reason being is because neither of us really likes that cookie cutter, typical sports talk. And like what you're listening into on the cold open is a real conversation that Russ and I would have. I mean, just like we had, we had a good phone call last night where, uh, it ended with I, I had to go because I had to take care of something with my kids and Russ had to go because I think he had a date with a flight attendant or something like that. Uh, I can either confirm nor deny it. But okay. what I will say is uh, I did have a, an, an uh, engagement to get to. I will say that. So so I was getting- totally prepared for him to use the word relations. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. oh my god yeah I'm, y'all oh. listen y'all gonna get me in trouble on the first damn episode of my podcast yeah. so uh no nah, listen yeah we, we like we have conversation you know what the crazy part is jason i've i've told a couple people that like you and i are friends and the response yeah. i get is really oh, oh <laughs> wow. i don't know i don't so know these must be your sense. other friends that you're saying this to that are shocked that you're friends with no me? it's it's people that know you people that know me and like they don't know that we're friends as good of friends as we are. And I'm like, nah, that like, that's my man. And people be like, for real? I'm just fr- like, yeah. we've been friends for like a year, probably right around that. Uh, maybe a little longer. It's a think? little longer. It's closer to two years than we, a year. We, I've only been up here like two, two and a half years, maybe. We met, we met in like uh, July or August of 2019. Okay. All right. So it's been a while yet at this point. But no, that's it's one of the reasons we wanted to for you guys out there listening. First of all, we appreciate you for listening on this Definitely. first voyage of yes. Sports Adjacent uh, and the Sports Adjacent podcast on the House of L Network. Can't forget to shout out where we're located. Um, it's, it's House of L Network all day. Bump other networks. And, and maybe we shouldn't. Let's get not say that. Yeah. Yeah. Th- Throwing people under the bus too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen. Oh, this is a great time to say. Hold on, hold on, Russ. Tony still gets his checks from somewhere else, man. Nah, we're not, the, see, we're not the only ones paying Tony, so we can't just go, you know, taking a blowtorch. No, 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 no. Tony, listen, Chicago. Tony didn't. Tony didn't say it. Russ Dorsey said bump other networks. But <laughs> with that being said, if you like proxy to though, like if you like to advertise room. on the Sports Adjacent podcast, please email sportsadjacent at gmail.com. Yeah. We are, uh, I guess, executive produced kind of by Lawrence Holmes, who has definitely pushed this project along. And I believe you're going to be able to download episodes of Sports Adjacent on the House of L feed on iTunes and our own Sports Adjacent feed on iTunes. People are probably wondering at this point, Russ, why we're calling it that, I would think. Yeah. All right. So. Oh, and to finish up your point, uh, it'll be available on all digital streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. Yeah, I forgot there were things other than iTunes. Yeah, go on there and subscribe and give us a rating, but only if you liked it, please. You know, I can't handle like a two-star rating. 
Jason is uh, deathly afraid of this thing not working. And the but, rejection. So we, yeah. <laughs> the rejection of people not listening to our pod. Uh, but yeah, so we, we decided to call it Sports Adjacent. And so when, when Jason and I really decided that we wanted to do this, we had like this checklist of things. So it was just like, all right, what are we going to call our podcast? And it seems like an easy question. It, it, well, I'm going to let everybody out there know that doesn't have a podcast that is not easy. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> Jason, Jason came to my house and we sat in my dining room for like an hour and 30 minutes thinking of names for, for podcasts. And I'm telling you right now, they were all terrible. Yes. Do you want to tell like, do you, and Tony doesn't even know this because Tony wasn't really in that meeting. Do you want, I mean, right, do you want to tell people some of the yeah, horrible I, ideas? So Jason brought up the lovely idea that, okay, you write about the Cubs and I write about the Bears. So maybe we should like find a way to merge these two right. entities together, right? They're both Bears. The mascots are both Bear mascots. And so I didn't love the idea, but I said, all right, let's at least give it a try. So after a so while, you, I just puns like barely, you know, some barely something, barely something like a podcast, yes, thing right. like that, like corny stuff. These are all so, rejected ideas. Oh, no. These are things like instantly we said, no, no, yes. terrible. Never think about that again. Let's never repeat this. Barely a podcast so, is fire. No, see, it's not. No, see, this is so, why you weren't so, in that meeting. So here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, Tony, this is before we did. One, this is before we knew you could did, uh, be allowed to we, produce We tried to our tell podcast. Tony about things at the very last very, second yeah, just right to avoid we, situations we've like We've agreed that. to it already. We, we Then we let Tony, uh, give, send Tony yeah. a text. But, so after thinking about it for a while, I'm just like, how about a couple of bears? A couple <laughs> of bears. And Jason instantly hated it. It was just like, yo, that's the worst thing I ever. But I was just like, first, my feelings was hurt because he said it was so bad. So it was so I, bad. I felt obligated to defend it. I'm like, well, first of all, it's, it's not the worst idea we've had today. Second of all, a couple of bears. You cover the bears. I cover the Cubs. A couple of bears. Two. There's two of us. And I was really just trying to you know, get the creative juices. from. I'm not saying I was sold to it, but I didn't want Jason up here throwing it under the bus like it was the worst thing he's ever heard. In, so your, in, your def- in your defense, like we talked and we're like, hey, we got it. This has to be a safe place. No bad ideas. We got to be able to trust each other here. Like just spit out whatever comes to your mind, because if that's how you're going to. F- so so it was that kind of meeting. We, you know, I agreed to not do this. And then but your your suggestion was so bad that I couldn't help it. In a couple of bears, I'm going to get mad. Is it going to be a here. couple of bears or like. <laughs> Just a couple of bears or a couple of little bears or what what, what was it? It sounds don't, like a kid show. It sounds like a di- like it, here's the don't new throw, Disney don't bus throw show little, don't throw little in there. Don't throw little in there like it's a show on Nick Jr. Like so relax. That's what it sounds like to me. Like a <laughs> second of all, I definitely came up with uh, the what ended up being the name for the pod shortly thereafter, sir. You came up with the name? Yeah, so That's how I you remember moved- that meeting? We were talking about it after you shit on my name for, for the podcast. And so then I said, well, for we, we, what, what do we, I said, all right, what do we want this to be about? We started yes. throwing things around and it's like, well, so we want it to be a kind of about sports, but not the traditional sports podcast. So like, so like, then for, exa- for example, like we would talk about Allen Robinson getting the franchise tag put on him, but I, I don't really want to get into like, what that means for the bears and what's his future with it, whatever. I, I want to talk more about that, a concept of going to your 
employer and trying to get a raise and then not getting it and having no other choice but to come back exactly. to work the next day. That's a sports adjacent conversation. And so then I said, well, then it, we, we want things that are sports adjacent. Right. And then there was like silence for like 10 seconds. And Jason <laughs> looks over and he's like, you know, that's not your worst idea. And so there, that's where this podcast was, was birthed in my dining room, on my marble table. Shout out to my guy, Mario, making that table. Um, and this podcast was born. So, boom. You do have a great, like, uh, bachelor's apartment, by the way, or condo, whatever it is. Like, it's, we gotta, it's, it's very, very well appointed and clean and neat. Like, Tony, you walk, this- you walk in there and right away, as a 37-year-old <laughs> married father of two, I walk in there right away and I say, no kids live here. Tony, this man was like shocked that I didn't live in like some crack house or something. He was just like, whoa, this is, whoa, whoa, he was, whoa. He was just like, he was just like, this is like, this is a really nice apartment, dude. I'm like, where do you think I live? Like, he was shocked that I had a, I, I was like, yeah, this is my L-shaped section over there. TV entertainment center. That's my dining room. I have a bed set in there. He's like, this is like an adult's apartment. I'm like, Jason, I'm 26 years old. Like, I definitely am an adult with an adult's apartment. There are a lot of guys in their mid twenties that they look like more like they live in a college dorm. I don't think I ever said crack house or anything like that, but it would well, look like, but I would expect that's my verbiage. I would expect to see it look like I would expect to see it look like a college dorm or something. And this looks like, this is like, you know, like you went to pier one that day or wherever people go to buy that stuff. I, conversely, I'm hiding in my basement to record this because it's like the only semi quiet and safe place where I might be left alone for more than 10 minutes. Is this a, uh, a a public service announcement for me and Tony to not have kids right now? No, kids are wonderful. Kids are a joy, but uh, you don't get to live like you do once you have kids. (laughs) Well, then I'm going to enjoy that. Careful, careful. You letting people know, uh, letting people know uh, Russ got the bag. (laughs) Yo, chill out. Don't, I don't, I don't have any money. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't. listen, my pockets. I don't know what that's what this is for. Right. Russ, like for me, this is a creative outlet. And for you, this is a, uh, what's the word for it? Get rich quick scheme. I think (laughs) I'd I'd prefer the term business. (laughs) Right. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Sports adjacent LLC is now our partnership that we've uh, entered in, in together. So, sir, this is now our get rich quick scheme. All right. That's what this is. Us. So this, you're going to be able to get this show on Thursday mornings, early Thursday morning. When you get up, you'll be able to upload this or download this. What's the right word, Tony? Is it upload or download? What would people be doing? Stream. Streaming. Yeah, you can stream it. Nobody's like really downloading entire files. Digital streaming platforms, Jason. All right. And... Uh, it's going to be something that I think you're going to enjoy and you're going to find to be different than what you normally listen to. And I I think Russ, our plan, and like you can make all the plans you want and then they change very quickly. But I think our plan is to try to hit, you know, like three interesting story, really interesting stuff uh, every week on the podcast. Um, And some of it's going to be sports, some of it's not, some of it's going to be sports adjacent, as the name tells you, kind of next to sports or near sports. But um, I don't know if, you know, if we don't like that or if we can get it, if we uh, get an interesting person that wants to come on and and be a guest or something like that, maybe we'll blow it up. I don't know. I think one of the things I want, whenever you're listening to this, it could be Thursday when we upload, it could be uh, a Saturday, it could be a Monday morning, whatever you want it to be like. 
we just want you to to be able to listen to this podcast and one laugh as much as we laugh because we do it a lot like we do these pre-production pods or uh zoom calls or whatever like there is a lot of laughter but we've gotten in a bad place on those though where like and, and the listener is fortunate for this like i feel like the last four or five phone calls we've had you've started to tell me something and i've been like no 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 don't tell me don't tell me like, I want to hear that fresh on the podcast. I don't want to hear it a second time on the podcast. We've been like, we've been like holding back from each other. I feel like. Yeah, that's yeah. No, you're right. Like I, I we want this podcast to be authentic. And part yeah. of that is authenticity. Yes. Um, it's not fake. One of the other things I want everybody out there to realize, uh, Jason's a white dude. I, me and Tony are not, but we don't want this podcast to be the he's white and he's black and they have a pod. Like we don't, we don't want it to be like something like that's my man. So we wanted to do a pod. We're doing a pod. You know what I'm saying? So um, this is not your hobby bias hit a home run today or uh, who's going to be the bears quarterback. Like, to be honest, we don't care about that. We like, certain, we, I wouldn't say we don't care about that, but you certainly we don't care about places. it. You know, the market right. is saturated with it. You can read that in the Chicago sun times, by the way, where Russ and I both work. You can uh, shameless plug for the brand. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we, Chicago. Uh, I would go to the Sun Times website first, <laughs> but but also if it helps our man Tony out, I mean, I guess you can go listen to the AirPods over there after you listen to ours. All right? Go ahead, get back to our roadmap here, Russ. Um, but yeah, so that I guess that's a little bit of what we want this podcast to be. What you guys can expect each week from us and. As long as y'all listening, we're going to provide the content for you. So we're excited to be in this uh, this space together and to have this platform uh, that we can share with you guys. And it's it's really nice. Like my, Jason has like an actual microphone with crisp audio where you can hear him clearly. Russ has and- never been happier with me in the duration of our friendship than he was when I bought a real microphone instead of using my iPhone headphones. I'm, I was excited because... That, that you you really took, that's when I knew you were all in on this business. That? <laughs> not not when I initially like proposed this idea to you? Nah, October? when you committed when you okay. committed to crisp audio, okay. because this is an audio p- platform as of right now. Like, that's it's not quite a thing to yet. say to the guy who thought of it, but go ahead. <laughs> In your defense, you did think of the idea of the pod. Right. I'll give you that one. But no, I'm, I was really excited because like having crisp audio in an audio platform is, is kind of important. Yes. I went to Best Buy and shelled out a hundred dollars for this microphone and, and it made you happier than if I had actually given you a hundred dollars, I think. Right. Cause you're investing in our yeah. audio future. You're investing in the business of we're having a moment here, man. Like this, we, we actually needed this breakthrough. Like we haven't had this little communication really? okay. that there was this deep, but I'm happy that we could share that with our listeners now. Spring training. I'm very fascinated by something that's going on in your life right now. And this is like the first thing I want to talk about today is I've been a sports writer for a very long time. I have never been on a, what what are you on an eight week road trip? You're on an eight week business trip. That's insane. That's technically, yeah. You practically, you've practically Russ, Russ and I would like to be doing this in the same room, but we can't because he now lives in Phoenix. No, that's for real. For everybody, well, tell, out tell there. people why I'm, you're there, and then I have like a million questions about what your life is like now with your new friends and your new <laughs> whatever you got out there. No, so I'm I'm in Arizona for spring training, 
And I've been here since February 14th. So almost a month now. And yeah, I've been out here interviewing people and watching baseball in person. It's been really nice. It's been warm out here. So no, I'm going to be out here until the end of March. And that's, that's what I've been doing for the last uh, four or four weeks or so. So like, I mean, do you actually have like, do you have like a new routine in life out there? Like, do you feel like you kind of live there? No, no, it definitely feels like I've moved to, to the Phoenix area. So normal day here is I wake up at like 7.15, go to the ballpark, usually have stuff at the team's complex between 8.30 and noon. And then if it's a home game, obviously you stay there. You don't have to go anywhere. If it's a game on the road at somebody else's complex, you drive to Surprise or Goodyear or Phoenix or Scottsdale, go to the ballpark, watch the game. Usually you'll have your story before the game's over. So that's not a big deal. And then around 3.30, 4 o'clock, game's over, I go home. Okay. So that's, then, that's I mean, basically are you, every like, day. Are you, are you like, do you have like a, did you start like a, did you join a new gym out there? Or like, what do you? I've been working out here. you have here. friends out there? I mean, I, I have a lot of people who are sports writers who also are here for spring training. That So, yeah, I have friends here. I work out at Lifetime, double masks, by the way. So that's the same. That hasn't changed. They're wearing and masks in Arizona. Correct. That's I've good. actually been pretty okay. surprised with the way people are handling the virus out here. Like okay. you hear coming down here, there was definitely that hesitation of, okay, I'm going to a hot spot for two months. But being here and like walking to Starbucks and you see people who are wearing their masks and obviously like in any place you have the people who are stragglers that aren't wearing it or wearing their masks after a year incorrectly. But it, it's been nice to see that people are at least taking the virus seriously and wearing masks as we slowly hope fingers crossed start to get out of this thing. Are, are you in the same hotel room this entire stay? Are you going to be what would it be 45 nights in the same room? Same room. Yeah. Okay. It was, is there a point where like a long business trip to a place like Arizona or Miami or California, that that always sounds good in theory, but like, did you hit, have you hit a point now you've been there for almost a month Mm -hmm. where does it, where you're kind of like, all right, I'm kind of done with this. No, I I think because of, because of last year was so crazy where for me, like I started covering the Cubs during right before the season started in the middle of the pandemic, I, I got a job when a lot of people were losing it and losing them. And so that was so strange. And then not being able to travel, which is a big part of what we do as reporters is travel. So not being able to do that last year and being able to do it now, like I'm, it's been great. Like the, the fact that I can see people that I haven't seen in over a year. And, and the fact that I can actually start to do interviews one-on-one socially distance after yeah. not and looking at people on zoom for over a year. Like that's, that part's been great. And so I haven't even, I haven't even thought about hitting a wall or not wanting to be here or anything like that. Tony, this is like perfect time to chime in. Man. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know where to, where to get in on that. I have no experience <laughs> traveling. I have no experience covering the team. <laughs> So I was just like, all right, you guys got it. We'll fix this in post. That's good to see that it took us all of like 14 minutes or whatever it's been to hit a, uh, a, a lull here. 
<laughs> it's, I, been, I, it's been 30 minutes, but Jesus. That was, oh my God. That, I think that uh, awkward silence lasted 30 minutes. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> so you've uh, lobbed that in my lap. Like, yeah, nobody nobody wanted to nobody wanted to say it. You clearly have uh you've clearly transplanted your vibrant dating life to Phoenix, haven't you? Uh I've definitely done a little bit of that. Um not listen, man. You you think I it think... just slipped by us when you talked about hanging out on the Arizona State campus. Well, no, but it's not even like that. It's I am kind of that kind of stuff is a byproduct of everything. But no, I'm I date at home and I wasn't planning a date here. But, you know, you meet somebody cool, <laughs> want to hang out. You, you, you know, you do your thing. Russ has like an Arizona girlfriend who doesn't know that he's going back at the end of this. Oh, wow. <laughs> As you know, your name is Russ. She doesn't no, no, know. No, no, no. She knows that. She just doesn't know that he doesn't live there. Well, I don't know. He could be going by. No, 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 no. No, this is uh, this is my hypothesis. I should clarify. Okay. No, it's no. Give me the full hypothesis, and I'll I'll try to answer as best as I can. No, that's it. That I have a girlfriend here already yes. after yeah. four weeks. Four weeks is long enough, isn't it? I don't know. I don't date. Well, clearly. Um. Right. So no, I don't have a girlfriend down here. Yeah, I've seen somebody while I've been down here. She's dope. She's actually one of the finest women I've ever met in my life. And no, we've been chilling. Okay. But, uh, and she knows you're coming back or no? <laughs> yes. Yeah, she, she knows, knows you're only there temporarily? She okay. knows that I'm a baseball writer from Chicago. Uh, she knows what I do for a living. She actually used to live in Chicago. So that was kind of like the thing that clicked for us. And she, no, she's dope. Greg McDermott. I want to talk about the Creighton basketball situation with mm-hmm. Greg McDermott, the uh, the dad of Doug McDermott, Tony, former Bull. Um, when I the the one time I've ever been to Omaha was to cover the NCAA tournament, and I woke up the morning of one of the games I was supposed to cover, and I was in incredible like shooting pain throughout my entire abdomen. And I ended up getting my appendix out in Omaha that day at Creighton University Medical Center. That's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. It's not that interesting, I guess, but it does uh, lead <laughs> us into talking about Creighton. Oh, God. This is this is a perfect like sports adjacent podcast story to me is this Creighton basketball story where you have just to reset this for everybody. Tony, you've been following this story. I have. Greg McDermott, the coach there, he's been there for uh, 11 years. He, in, I guess, a pep talk or a, a post-game, like, rallying conversation to his guys, uh, told them that he needs all of them to stay on the plantation. And as you're hearing that, you can immediately tell what's wrong with that. And uh, he actually offered to resign. And what this what he has said and what one of his assistant coaches has said is that the players wanted him to stay the players essentially were uh willing to forgive that i guess russ um have you have you been what's been your view of this story as you've watched it this has been going on really for like the past week i would say right yeah so i've been been following it since it happened and and you hear you know a coach say something like that 
And one, you first think about, okay, this is a basketball coach. And from what we just know about demographics that play basketball, like you're going to have a lot of African-American players on your team. About one third of his team is black. And so, yeah, you hear something like that. You're just like, how can somebody who is in charge of being a, a, a coach, a mentor to players, blah, blah, blah. Yes, people make mistakes. At the same time, and we've gotten to this point where people don't necessarily think about how important words are. And, and for me, it's just like something like that. Sure, you, you're not intending for it to be, you know, rude or hurtful or insensitive to your African-American players. But when you say something like to your black players as a white person, I can't I need you guys to stay on the plantation I can't have anybody leave the plantation. Like that's it's crazy to me. And, and the fact that no, I think the, the players, you put the players in this awkward position where they love this coach. This is a guy that has been a mentor to them, that is their leader. And now you've you've one, you've hurt them. Two, people have kind of put it on the players, like, oh, are you guys gonna are you upset? Like, do you still want to play for this coach? And now it's, well, I, I love my coach, but what he did hurt me and hurt, you know, hurt me to, to my core. And, and now you're, you have them in this position where, you know, they had this video where, where they explain how they felt. Um, and I think that was a good way to do it because I think that allowed, you know, guys to really share exactly how they feel, felt and, and think about, you know, this is why these things hurt. This is why the words are important and word choice. But at the same time, for me, this is something as black people that we talk about, like I shouldn't have to educate everybody else on yeah. why these things aren't okay. Like it's not my job to educate you on why different words and, and verbiage is hurtful and insensitive and have racist undertones and all these different, like, I shouldn't have to explain that to you. And so having to force people into this position to force your players in the position, that's, that's the really unfortunate part about this. I've really, I've thought a lot the last year or so about how much respect I have for black people that are willing to still do what you're saying, that are willing to sit there and be patient about things like this and try to educate and try to correct and try to, instead of just being like done with it, because I wouldn't blame anybody who did feel that way. No, it's, it's, and, and there's, there's still people that do feel that way. And I, and I don't blame people that do because you just get to this point where it's like, you are so tired. And I remember, you know, earlier in 2020 when after George Floyd was killed and you had all these people who were just like, Oh my gosh, I, I've never, I never knew. And like, I, I need to, like, what do I do? And just the, the request from black people to like, please educate me. Um, it does get tiresome because, yeah, you you want people you, you care about to, to know better. And you hope that the people that you care about have already known better and you don't have to educate them. At the same time, you're put in this weird position where it's like, well, I, I want I don't want other I don't want people to have to experience these different things. And if somebody wants help, I want to help them. So it's that like weird back and forth of. I don't feel like I need to do this, but I also want to try to help people get better. 
Yeah. So that's that's kind of a weird position I have. Like Tony, what is that? Is that something that you? Yeah, I know you have, but could you explain it for people who don't understand necessarily that that weird balance that we have? Uh, well, when I first read the story, I laughed just to be honest, because it's like, it's like you're a grown adult with an yeah. adult son, and I don't know how this this that exact verbiage. But it's also of, not a saying, so, right? And it's yeah, it's like I've, ne- I, I I've went never all over the internet that. looking for this phrase because I'd never heard. I, if I had to guess, I would guess he meant he he meant to say stay on the reservation, which well, could be just as problematic. Also, yeah, or I mean. But I'd never I looked all over the Internet use for the ship phrase to find the origins of it or the I, I, I'd never heard this before. Stay the course. Stay with the ship. I think I know what he intended, like, but it's, there it's, were so many different phrases that he yeah. could have used. And it's yeah. like, Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. Stay with me. And that, a lot yeah. of, like a lot of people tell on themselves, especially adults, with how they use words. Right. It's like, OK, how are you brought up? What prior mm-hmm. conversations have you had with that type of verbiage or mentality? which is in, which is kind of makes it go deeper. It's like, you know, how long he's been, he's been coaching at Creighton for a while. You know, obviously Doug McDermott years. has been in the league for a while and he coached his right. son. So he's been coaching for a long time, which means he's been coaching young black men for a long time. Correct. Uh, for him to not, uh, to him to not understand the, what it means to, uh, to coach uh, a, a a multiracial team, right? Uh, a a black a young black person it, as a grown adult is is it is frustrating, right? Uh, when you put it in in that context, because it's like, man, I, we our focus should be teaching children, right, and young people how to grow and make the world better. Not only that, but we also have to educate people that are in positions of power as well. Uh, because they don't understand like their impact and their influence and, and the stuff that they say can, you know, hurt and uh, 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 and demean people. And it's cool that the players, you know, are willing to forgive and everybody deserves, you know, a second chance. I'm not saying he should be fired, you know, or anything like that. Uh, but I mean, I hope this is a education thing for and, and, and it's not just pop in this video so we you can get the certificate to say I have been racially trained. This is my medal. See, like it shouldn't be that either. Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard, who is the the forward slash center for the Miami Heat, and saying he needs that Papa John program of twenty weeks to uh, twenty months to get a word out of your vocabulary. But like the just disgusting language used towards. Jewish people like just and not only did he say it he paused himself playing he's, he's on live stream for those who don't didn't see it he's playing he's playing a video game on his live stream and he's upset with somebody and he pauses and uses this disgusting slur for Jewish people and I, I think the, the the fact that somebody one when you feel comfortable enough to use language like that, just go back to Tony's point. Like you've been, you've been, this goes back to your education in this, like the people around you let this, let you know that this was okay. Like, and after a while, like things like that, that's when you, you get to the point where it's like, no, 
So you you have to be held accountable for things like this. He was searching like, for the word. Like, yes, he paused, he paused like, all right, do I say the <laughs> N-word? Do I like what do I but and and he took yeah, the fact that you pause to like catch yourself from saying something, and then you're like, no, nope, I'm gonna use this slur. Boom, there you go. It's it's pretty disgusting, man. And this was a guy who was during the Black Lives Matter movement in the NBA was very, you know, I'm going to stand up and for my country and, and all the the things that you hear, which, you know, that's his prerogative. Um, but then to see something like this, like, I don't know what you, I'm not trying to hear no apology from Myers Leonard now. Like, I'm not trying to hear a, a well, I didn't know how hurtful. This, no, come on now. You know how hurtful that word is. And the fact that you you feel comfortable enough saying it on your live stream that you know people watch, come on, stop. You have uh, you have that story. You have uh, you have Myers Leonard. You have Greg McDermott. There's like a pattern of mm-hmm. this recently. You have uh, the Seattle Mariners story, and you have the Utah Jazz story, where um, I believe it was their GM. Do we Tony? Who was this? Vice President of Basketball Operations, Dennis Lindsay, he was accused by um, Elijah Millsap of, of, well, I don't want to repeat it, but it was saying something inappropriate, racially insensitive to him. And uh, and Lindsay has denied that. The Jazz are investigating that. The NBA is investigating that. But um, how do you differentiate between someone saying something insensitive and someone maybe being racist or prejudiced like you have for example in the in the Creighton story you have Terrence Rencher who's a black assistant coach on that staff he put out a statement that says I I have he said he has a great relationship with Greg McDermott he has never sensed any racist energy from him but also like unequivocally uh, denounced that statement where do you draw the line between this is a person who just kind of the wrong thing came out of their mouth and this is a person with something nasty in their heart I think for me, it's it's never about one the 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 ask a black person if this person that said something either racially insensitive or insensitive is a racist is one a, a just it's bad because it puts that person in a situation where like well I've I've never seen this but that doesn't mean this person isn't this way like I think a lot of times just because a person hasn't seen something somebody hasn't shown me who they are. That doesn't mean that behind closed doors, they're not like that. That doesn't mean they haven't treated me like that. So that's why, you know, asking somebody, Oh, is this person racist? Have they ever said anything racist to you? The the answer is probably no. Most of the time, because they probably feel like they can't say those things to me, Mm. but they feel comfortable in other settings and other environments where though they can let those things fly. Did you encounter this at all, by the way, playing baseball I and mean, baseball, which is a predominantly white sport. And I'm mm-hmm. sure you had predominantly white coaches and teammates playing baseball, right? Yeah, no. It, I mean, did you never, encounter a scenario like this at any point? It never happened to, to me. No. Um, but that doesn't mean it hasn't happened to, to others. I, right. I just one of those situations where it's like, I guess I got lucky in that regard where I didn't have to face that, but it's one of those things where, I knew going in that this may happen. Like I went to a predominantly white high school. I went to a predominantly white college. So you prepare yourself as a black person before it even gets there long before it even gets like, 
as we were talking about this over the summer, like I had those conversations with my parents when I was like seven about race and about being a black person in America and about the way people are going to treat me because of how I look. It doesn't matter. All these other variables and factors that for other people, it was like, hey, this is a, a good person. Like people aren't going to care. So you prepare yourself for the worst, for worst case scenario in, in those situations. But no, I didn't experience that. But at the same time, as we've seen, this is commonplace for a lot of people. Like th- these things are actively happening and continuing to happen. Like people getting ousted or, or people getting caught saying yeah. these different things, things like Myers Leonard, things like Papa John, like all these different things. They're happening like every other day. Like oh, this yeah. is not some we, oh man, I can't believe it's been like a, a year since we heard some. No, these things are happening very often. And so it's, it's sad because you, like Tony talked about earlier, like we want to show kids, we want to show future generations, like we can be better than this. Yeah. And time and time again, it, we get, it gets proven that we're not better than this. Um, as a society and, and as, as, as a country and, and in our world, like we, we were not as advanced as we like to think we are. And so that's the real tragedy there. Saying something like this typically is uh, you mentioned how often this has happened lately. It's usually cost you your job. Uh, Tony, are you surprised that it didn't? I think Greg McDermott might be surprised that it didn't cost him his job because he, he offered to resign. Uh, uh, no, I'm not surprised that uh, he still has his job. Um, I rarely, unless it's like completely egregious and, you know, I'm, I'm rarely calling for people to be fired, um, if they can learn and change their behavior and, and actively do things to prevent this or anyone around them from doing what they did. Um, but my, the, the nuances, right. You say you, the, the original question was like, how do you determine if this person is a in fact racist versus them just having a yeah. uh, racially insensitive moment? Um, I think past behavior, like it's, it's hard for me because I don't know these people. Sure. You know, I just know that in their worst moment in, you know, I see that part uh, and yeah. it's really up to the people that know those individuals. Uh when teams or when people say, oh, we're going to, we're going to do an investigation. They got to talk to the people around them, family members, um, everybody like do thorough research on this individual and make that determination. Um, Like with the Myers Leonard thing, like he told himself in the bubble, Mm -hmm. like they knew what they were, you know, all what his teammates were doing, what the, the team wanted to do. In, in regards to supporting Black Lives Matter. And, you mean because he he was the only one that stood, right? Yeah, yeah. And it and it's not the fact that he stood, it's his reasoning for it. I was like, oh, okay, we got to watch him. I, that's the first thing I thought. I didn't say anything publicly. I was like, we got to watch him. Just because his reasoning didn't make any sense to me. Uh, and to Tony's point, point, yeah. It's like, oh, I don't understand. And I you've played basketball long enough where you know what black people go through in this country. You know, like Myers Leonard is not some kid that's just like, Oh man, like this is what it's like. No, like you, if you call these guys, your brothers, like, unless that's fake, if it's fake, then whatever. But it's like, if you care about people, these dudes that you go to battle with every day on the court and and you know, off the court, 
if you're as close to them as you are, you know what these guys go through. Like people like to think just because, oh, this dude's a millionaire and money's green, but skin is not. Right. So the the way people are treated in this country is in clear view. And for a guy like Myers Leonard, who made it some, oh, man, I don't even know why people are uh, taking an E when every day you could just go on Twitter, watch the news, read the newspaper, whatever, and, and understand. Yeah. <laughs> Ask Jimmy Butler. I'm pretty sure he'd tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the the best way to go about figuring out these things is, is talking to those people around him. How is this person on a, on a regular basis? What is their conversation like? What jokes do they repeatedly go to, you know, in their bag? Like, are they constantly making, you know, racial jokes? That's the only thing that they find funny is, is race. Like race stuff can be funny. Like, I'm not saying that it's not funny, you know, at times, but is it repeatedly them trying to find the racial, like, there's a lot of cues that let you know, okay, this person is not, uh, ethnically intelligent uh and they don't understand that what they what they're saying is and can be viewed hurtful to somebody else not even the 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 person that they're discussing with because they may think that they're trying to find a common bond with the person but if without context if somebody walked in this room dude you can people will have a problem with what you're saying um and i think just just those type of things, people already have clues into who that person was. Like the Papa John thing. It was easy to get him out of here because apparently he was saying this stuff for a long time. Papa John. Papa John. <laughs> who on uh, the One America Network. I thought it was like MSNBC when I first saw it, like really small on my computer. And then I clicked and I was like, oh, wait a minute. This isn't anything real at all. No, it's the One America network uh, if if you follow um politics at all you know what they're about on that channel take me back to a few years ago when you start to see these headlines coming out and smearing your good name how did you feel at the time when you were seeing these headlines um state of shock um unbelievable um i couldn't understand it i i mean again you have a public board that paints its chairman uh complicit passive or active they paint the founder as a racist they know he's not a racist it's just unbelievable and i used to lay in bed just going how did they do this and we've had three goals for the last 20 months to get rid of this uh, n-word uh in my uh, vocabulary and dictionary and everything else uh, because it's just not true and and pa- papa john is being interviewed oh talk about poor interviewing so <laughs> the the woman who's who's talking to Papa John and interviewing him says, Papa John, um, where when when people started to smear your good name, right? Like what what did that already let me know what time it was? Okay, started to s- he has a good name as listen, let's just talk about the pizza. As far as like cheap, fast service chain pizza, Papa John's is better than like Domino's and pizza. It it's he had a Wrong. good name, he had a good name as a cheap pizza franchise chain owner no no i'm not even giving them that because to me everybody has to eat that kind of food at some point everyone gets burger king or gets you know little caesars or whatever at some point but when you get pizza like cheap pizza what do you get domino's is better now than it used to be domino's that's what they're that's their whole commercial campaign is look how horrible we used to be don't worry we're not that bad anymore 
whatever. I've been running saying, those commercials for like five years. What'd you, What'd say, you Tony? say, Tony? I choose death. I'd rather not have pizza than have cheap pizza. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, I'm at the point in life where I'm going to get some good pizza if I'm going to get pizza. Okay. But back to the topic at hand. Yes, so, please. Back to sullying Papa John's good <laughs> With the N-word. Um, right. So she says, what did you think about people who started to besmirch your, your good name after all this time of you being this business owner and blah, blah, blah? And he's just like, man, I, I, I don't know where that happened. And she set him up for success and he still failed because he said, I don't know where this comes from. Like, I don't know why people are making me out to be this person um, over the last 20 or so months. Yes. I've, I've worked to get the N word out of my vocabulary and the whole, like from there on, you're just like, wait a minute. It took you 20 months. Well, it's like a training program, Russ. It's like P90X for racism. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you this. It took Papa John longer to stop saying nigga than it took me to lose 125 pounds. And <laughs> you mean you being serious? I'm dead serious. You lost you, you lost 125 pounds in that amount of time or less? Yes, I'm not. I'm not joking. <laughs> the fact that it took Papa John 20 months to stop saying. Let me tell you something, buddy. If it takes you 20 months to stop saying the n-word you still using the n-word i'll tell you that right now <laughs> i promise you that this is like the wildest story because papa john the reason he's not the ceo of his company anymore because he said the n-word on a conference call right right so listen man that's some people like tony said earlier tell on themselves and papa john he could have went his whole life without telling people that it took him 20 months to get the N-word out of his vocabulary. But he, he decided to tell the world. I was wondering what he was doing talking at all. I mean, the reason that you would do that interview, it would be because you're like trying to rehab or restart your image, wouldn't it? Like, is he going to yeah, start the, another that was the rollout. pizza that was chain? The rollout. Is he going to like, is he, is he going to have Papa John's cell phones now? Or Rolling, like, running we're all for, still going to know uh, who office? Is? I don't know, man. Like people want to put cameras in his face. And so I guess when you know you're gonna get, you know you're gonna get sound bites like that. I I can understand why somebody would do that. Yeah. But look look where he went to. You know he went to a, right. cer- a certain base right. uh, that would appreciate that type of uh, uh, language spewing. So that would be uh, a bit more forgiving than uh, any other uh, segment of the uh, the population. If but I like you, the whole reason way. you would the whole reason you'd be on TV doing interviews would be to if you're a person like him would be to repair your image to do public relations. But like with what end game? I mean, I don't know. What, what, I, what I, I, possibly, I, let's just say it worked. Like, where's he headed with this? Uh, a shoe company? He's going to like, run for office. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this is this <laughs> like this current situation, like pre this interview was like the perfect situation. You can do all the racist stuff that you want in the dark. Now, you do not a front and you still make all the money. Right. It's not like he does, doesn't continue to make money from Papa John's like Shaq is the face of your company now. So just do your racist stuff in the dark now. But it's something in him that he's been. You know, the, he's Papa John, right? He's this character. He's this front-facing thing that he's built himself up to be, and he's addicted to it. He he wants to be in front of the camera. Like, he, I mean, who wants, he, that's the lifestyle that he chose. He loves being in front of the camera. He loves being 
and I feel uncomfortable calling him Papa John. I want to know his real name. Like he's a grown adult. Like oh, Tony, I not, he has a real name. Yeah, I I don't feel comfortable calling him that, but that's the only name that I know of him. We all know him as that. Yeah, but but yeah, like he wants to be in front of the camera. He's an addict for attention and the N word. I hope this doesn't happen with Little Caesar. Is there a, a person behind Little Caesars? Oh, or it's is it the car. It was the, a joke. It's the, the cartoon dude. guy. There's a cartoon guy. I don't know if they still use him anymore. The the pizza pizza dude. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Russ, what do you think, man? Do you think that you think this is enough to get people back next week? The episode Listen, description man. is going to be interesting for this one. <laughs> what the first and last edition of Sports and <laughs> No, I, I, I think. I think we, now you sound more like me, man. You're supposed to be reassuring me that this no, no, is going to no, be right. the fastest growing podcast in America. <laughs> no, it will. And this is, I think we have created a lane for ourselves and created a lane for, for people who are one interested in the three of us as people, but also interested in getting into some of the deeper topics that happen on a daily basis in the world of sports and also in a little bit of life. And I think us opening that door allows us to get in a lot of different, you know, different avenues, different conversations, maybe some uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Um, and that way, while we're having a, a ton of laughs, which is what that I think all three of us would say, that's part of this thing being successful. We enjoy yeah. it. We have fun with it, but also like, I want our listeners to be informed and I want our listeners to feel like they, they understand something better because they listen to us in the way that we did it. So in that regard, I think people coming back next week. I thought going into it that it would be trash, not trash, but like, <laughs> you know, maybe. Okay. And uh, I would say after listen after like, you know, listening to us do this, it was definitely like, uh, you know, an okay. Plus like adequate. This'll do. <laughs> Yo, we have, I'm going to definitely add that to my vocabulary. You know what? This was okay. Plus like, yeah, this like was a better B plus. than, yeah, B, right. B, uh, probably like B, not B plus. That then we're getting closer to A race. So like, oh, but I mean, that's what I mean by the by adding the plus like that. This like was a, a solid. Yeah. this was a solid performance. I think. Do we have room to grow? Hell yeah, and we will grow, and that's why people can come back. Sports adjacent. I'm Russ Dorsey. My man Jason Leisure, Tony Gill on the boards. We'll highlight y'all next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.